Welcome to Right, Just, and Inconvenient, a podcast where we talk about the Catholic faith and our walk towards holiness in today's cultural climate. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Amanda. And we are both Catholic wives and mothers trying to raise the next generation of good and decent Catholics in today's world. And even though we don't always get it right ourselves, we invite you to walk with us on this journey to holiness. I think that Alex and I can both agree that we've seen more of a return to like traditions, I guess, within the church or like a more traditional vibe. Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier about how like we think that the younger generation, whatever that means, um, <laughs> <laughs> younger folk, they are craving tradition. I think we, we said that like maybe because of the chaos that it's going on in the world, like just something solid and tradition is solid and obviously the catholic faith has a lot of tradition both um big t tradition which is like required yeah (laughs) to believe tradition and then little t tradition that is like things that have formed over time and can be changed but either way i think we're all craving it a little bit more at least we are yeah we (laughs) are yeah and um i think a lot of people our age and younger are too So within kind of this return to tradition, um, I've noticed like within the parish that I attend, like a lot more women are showing up veiled at mass. And something that I noticed, like, because when I was a little kid, my grandmother used to take me to EWTN like fairly frequently um, to go to kind of like daily mass. (laughs) Cut. So, um, growing up, like, when I was a little kid, my grandmother would take me to EWTN, like, fairly frequently to daily mass, um, and women showed up there veiled a lot of the times, and, like, my group, my mamie didn't, so, um, I didn't really think anything of it, and the parish that I actually went to, like, for Sunday mass growing up, um, locally, pretty much no one veiled, so it was just kind of an afterthought, so, but seeing so many more women show up at mass kind of made me think more about it and go like well what is it like why do people do it is there a rule about it like I just didn't know what was kind of going on I guess um and so looking at it I had to research like why women veil and um so do you want to explain like what veiling is yeah for those who don't know um you wear a veil (laughs) (laughs) is the short version it doesn't have to be like it doesn't actually have to be like a a, like yeah is it mantilla or is this like a mantilla? Uh, I think it's yeah, like mantilla. Okay, like, I don't am, know. Am for I sure. being the quesadilla no, person really right now? Know. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I don't know for sure. Um, I don't either. But like, it doesn't have to be like a lace veil. Um, <clears throat> it can all like the other day I saw an ad for kind of like these almost like bandana kind of looking coverings that had like, um, like imagery on them like of the Virgin Mary. And yeah. Like, it was really pretty. It could be like a scarf. Or yeah. Um, really like de- delicate hat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. It's I a head cover. Legit, I don't think I ever saw veiling growing up until until I worked at EWTN. Same. Like when I started working there, actually, someone bought me a veil. Don't know where it is. Huh. I always thought it was really. Pretty, it was a like, random person. Kid. Like it was. Like it was a pilgrim. It was kind of weird. 
that's why I didn't like ever use it because I was just like I don't know it felt weird at the time like just some random guy buying me a veil because like I was engaged I think at the time and I was just like this is weird no I think I would have felt weird like going and even like so right now a part of why this came up is like I decided to actually like order a veil after I looked into it I was like that sounds like something I would want to participate in I'm going to try it out so I went to daily mass and I tried it out, and I actually tried it this past Sunday, like, with my children to see if they would just, like, yank it off of my head. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that went. Um, Tell me. We'll cover that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, boy. It, uh, I need some sort of clip to, like, keep it more in place. And part of it was literally figuring out how to wear it, like, even with my hairline, where the front of it was, like, at my hairline or, like, more forward. What I discovered by the end of it was that, like, without any sort of clip there to secure it, because I had, I could find one singular bobby pin in my house I could not find two I could find one bobby pin and that was it so um I tried securing it with the one that wasn't really working out and so eventually I just like pulled it more forward and Charlotte was actually not interested in it at all as far as like touching it went like she noticed it and she was like you know oh mommy that's so pretty like but she didn't want to touch it which was awesome I would be more worried about my almost eight month old than I would be my toddlers. William was more of my problem, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I wasn't expecting, but I was holding him and he kept They're on like grabby little one. Yeah, he kept on like grabbing onto it so I wouldn't notice and then I would move him and then it would just like pull it like either like halfway into my face or like off the back. And so halfway through mass I'm like lightly sweaty <laughs> because I've been trying to like wrestle the veil from his fingertips. Um but yeah by the end I figured out like having it more forward without a clamp like help keep it there and not get caught by like you know the breeze of the air conditioner or just like the momentum of walking forward and like getting kind of like pulled back right static between your hair and the veil also makes a difference i bet it makes it slidey and that's something i didn't anticipate slidey. <laughs> um the adjective slidey it's a real word <laughs> but so <clears throat> i um i feel like i need to buy a veil but just to, like to challenge myself because I think the main reason, and this isn't a good enough reason, like it'd be one thing if you just don't feel called to it. I think the main reason that I haven't tried it is because I am nervous, which is funny because people in my parish do veils, like several people. It's not like a majority by any means, but it is a handful. Part of what made me sweat was also like the nervousness, like even though that's ridiculous, but like. I feel like everyone else's was just staying so properly in place. <laughs> My child was like grabbing. They probably and, like, do have something securing it. And I kept on looking. And I was like, I hope these people don't think I'm like staring at them. But I kept on looking at people and being like, Do they have like a clamp? Is there a br- like? Is it so like Bobby carefully placed that I can't see it? Um, I don't know. Is the answer to that? I did see there was a woman sitting in front of me who had an infinity veil. So there's different like styles of veils. Yeah. And I wondered to myself. Since the infinity veil, much like an infinity scarf, like, goes around you and is a loop, like, I think the loop also helps keep it in place. And it kind of, like, draped down around her shoulders, too. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, that might help it be more secure. I feel like even if my kid, like, grabbed it, it probably wouldn't, like, move very much. At least not come all the way off. Like, no matter what, it wouldn't just, like, drop on the floor behind me somewhere where I would have to, like, turn around and go get it. Which didn't happen to me, and I'm actually shocked. Yeah. Um... But, so, going back to, like, the purpose of the veil, because I had to look this up, because I didn't want to wear the veil just for the sake of wearing the veil, 
because also like veils are pretty like they're pretty things they are and I didn't want to like make it about myself because I feel like I'm very vulnerable to that in the same way where we talked about like earlier where we we're talking about music and cantering and like our history requires and making it kind of like a about me thing yes like I didn't sure. want the veiling to fall under that same category yeah and I would have the opposite issue of like I would be worried about what people think the whole time is that worth it like you know what I yeah. mean yeah and I thought about that during mass I was like am I more focused on trying to keep this thing in place on my head than I am on like Jesus being present in the Eucharist yeah. that's all part of the discernment I assume um but what I did notice is when I didn't have my kids with me, when I wore it and I was alone at daily mass, I think it had the opposite effect, really. Like, I felt more, like, focused. I don't know whether it's, like, a placebo effect kind of thing, but, like... Yeah. Like, I have blinders on, like, on the Maybe side Maybe I almost. should try it with, like, adoration first, because I tend to be able to go to adoration by myself, or with Andrew, but, like... That's what I did the first day I went, was, like, I went to daily mass, but I arrived, like, almost an hour early just to, like, sit, because at EWTN, like, they yeah. have adoration. Perpetual like, adoration, yeah. Yeah, so I just, like, went in, I was, like, I'm just going to spend some time with Jesus for a little bit and, like, think about this whole thing. Um, and that helped a lot, I feel like, and I felt way more focused on, like, the liturgy. But... The veil is meant to be an external sign of a woman's interior desire to humble herself before God, truly present in the Blessed Sacrament. Um, which, when I read that, like, it was a huge reason why I had to think about, like, am I doing this because they look pretty, or am I doing this, like, because I want to, like, embrace that humility, because pride is such a thing that, like, I struggle with personally. Yeah. Um, but part of it that's also really beautiful is just that, like, as women... It's very symbolic of, like, uh, the church being the bride of Christ. Yeah. And I love that. And then the other portion of that is that, like, tabernacles are veiled. And when I read that, I was like, what are they talking about? Because I've never just seen anything yeah. that's, like, draped over a tabernacle. And then I watched carefully um, while I was at EWTN, like, when he opened the tabernacle. And I, like, saw, like, the curtains there, the veil. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's been there the whole time. And I've never noticed it because I just never looked into this one thing. But, um you're veiling the tabernacle because it's a vessel for life in the same like way as women like we are yeah, vessels for life we have that in common i was like that is beautiful when i heard it first described to me by someone um they said we veil like catholics we veil what is sacred and like so it's it's it is in some way a form of obedience but it is also like um like a symbol of our dignity as women like, because we are sacred, we do carry life. We have that in common with the tabernacle. I think that's, like, the other side of the coin of, like, the part of the reason for the veil is, like, this humility, like, this, like, subservience. And, like, a lot of people, I think, whenever you talk about humility or culture, when we talk about, you know, being submissive, it it's seen as such this, like, negative thing. Right. Whereas, like, with veiling, it kind of brings it into unity, like, with the, like, with how sacred you are as a woman. This brings up something random <laughs> but not really um like about obedience and I was thinking about this in terms with like my husband and you know because it is like so ingrained in our society to um to not be obedient yeah like we want to call the shots and we don't like we want to be right and we don't want to submit to anything but we kind of we are called to be submissive to our husbands and um I've been working on that more lately, like, 
kind of preying on it. And there was a moment yesterday where, like, I was able to do it. Like, when I knew that I, like, really wanted to just, like, fight him. Not a big fight or anything no, crazy. No, just, but like, be a little bit, like, resistant. Yeah. Instead, I was just, like, like, and it's not so much that I just um, agreed with him to agree with him. It's that I took time to think why he thought that way. And I was just, like, yeah, no, like, I'm that sorry. makes such a difference. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I can see why you thought that what I said wasn't cool or something like that. But, but that just makes me think that, like, there is something beautiful about being submissive because in the end like Andrew was grateful to me like respecting him enough to give him his thoughts a chance and like like it ends up being better for your marriage it ends up being better for your relationship with God because like you are like taking that moment to respect God your husband whatever yeah and I feel like that is only going to make your relationship stronger absolutely and I've never veiled so (laughs) This isn't coming from a place of, I've done this and I know it works. I don't. I don't know. I'm actually nervous to do it. This is going to be a challenge for me. I'll post on it, hopefully, on social media because we, have we haven't done it in a minute. Yeah. Social media. I don't know when this episode will air, but um, I'll post about it and we will see how it goes. Absolutely. I need to buy a veil first. I think that this is such a good practice, honestly. Like, I'm glad to see it coming back because, like, I wonder, and I guess we can review this in, like, you know, the months to come, but... I do wonder if it will, like, kind of help me some with my pride, um, which later we'll kind of talk about, like, what this year has done for us, like, in our faith in a different episode. Like, we'll talk about that. We'll record it today. I don't know when it will be released either, but... Later or before. Well, yeah, who knows. whatever happens. Maybe you've already listened. Maybe you haven't. But um, I do think that this year has, like, uncovered for me, like, just, like, my own personal struggle with pride, like, however, uh, how that, what that looked like in a lot of ways that I haven't, like, that haven't been as obvious to me previously, and I wonder if, like, this practice may kind of help ground me a little bit more in, like, being a servant of God and, like, putting my own will aside. I think at this point I'm willing and ready to do whatever it takes to be what God wants me to be. I'm not always good at it, especially in the moment, but, like, in a big picture kind of way. Like, if, like, I'm definitely going to try it. And if it does bring me closer to him, that's it. Like, that's what I need. Well, I think a lot of a lot of big changes that I make, like, personally, I think, within my faith, I have to, like, think, I have to have this period of time, I think, where I just am aware of the problem and, like, have an idea of, like, I know what I need to do, figure out what I need to do to change it or, like, what I'm going to try to do to change it before I actually execute. Yeah. I would love if they happened all together at once and I could just execute immediately, but I feel like that never happens. So, um, I think that, like, the, the veiling practice, at least for the sake of this episode, is, like, one of my first steps, I think, in actually executing something to combat the pride problem. Yeah. Um, especially now that I've returned to work because I feel like it shows, it pops up in my workplace so more and now so much more and now the that pride I'm, yeah okay and so like now that I'm coming back from maternity leave I'm back in that environment again and I have to remind myself like don't let that take over again yeah um so veiling used to be like a required thing yeah um and like some other practices like in the church like saying mass in the vernacular things like that like it was one of the things during Vatican II where, you know, modernized some parts of the of church practice. Like, this was one of the things that kind of went the way of the dinosaur. 
um, and not by saying that people can't veil, but just, like, dropping the requirement for it. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, like, it's not, it's not a sin to participate in the Holy Mass, according to extraordinary form, like, without a veil, um, but it's, like, one of those things that, I guess, best practice like if we're talking best practice yeah. like extraordinary form it would be better to wear the veil right in general i think that like best practice probably for most masses might be to wear the veil yeah like depending on the reasons i guess you're doing it for yeah um it's just i think like because we didn't grow up with it it feels weird mm-hmm. when it used to be common practice like i'm guessing like like meme probably veiled when she was younger yeah. like I was thinking about that, like, when we think pre-Vatican II, like, literally my grandparents' generation, like, they would have been growing up with that. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, I think there's a picture of, like, my my mom's family, like, Meemaw and her six children, and I think the girls were all veiled, including Meemaw, like, and it, it, it's a beautiful picture. It's just, like, everyone kneeling, like, my grandmother, my grandfather, and then their six kids. And I think maybe my mom doesn't have a veil on because she was probably, like, two or something. Yeah. But, like, all the other ones did, and they, like, looked like they, like, were just, like, looking up the Blessed Sacrament. It was really cool. But, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I think they were veiled. Like, my Aunt Margaret, my Aunt Marian, like, they were veiled. I think about that sometimes when I look at, like, a lot of, especially the, I feel like it's more common practice among, like, the bigger families in my parish. So they have, like, a lot of children, and a lot of times, like, you know, older girls down to, like, you know, Younger girls that are no longer toddlers that yeah, are yeah. without their heads. Like a like, six-year-old. Veiled. Yeah. And I'm like, they're going to grow up with this being a norm for them. Like, it's not going to, they aren't going to go through a phase where they feel like it's a weird thing to wear to mass. Like, I can see Julia being like, that's pretty. I want one. No, me too. I can totally see Julia being that way. Yeah. Um, I don't know how Charlotte will be. I think she could go through a phase where she's like, I want to wear, because right now she's like, I want to wear a pretty dress like mommy. Like, whenever we go, like, to church, if I yeah. have a dress, she wants to wear one. So I wonder, like, will she want to wear, like, a pretty veil like mommy? Or, like, whatever she calls it. She might think it's a hat. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, but right now she would rip it off her head, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Um, but the colors that are, like, because I had to look that up. Like, I know. I, I saw that. I, and it actually, like, made me think because, like, a white veil was given to me. Well, so she was about to say um, that, like, the colors, like, back in the day, they would, like, like, a white veil would represent, like, women who were, like, single. And then, like, women who were married, or I guess widowed, would wear, like, yeah. darker veils. Which I had kind of gathered from, like, I mean, that makes sense. the general population of my parish and, like, but the colors that I they I feel chose. like they don't always do that anymore. It's kind of different now. True. And I do also like the idea of liturgical veiling. Because I've I seen, like, too. women wear, like, red veils yeah. for, like, like, Pentecost. Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. I'm here for that. Like purple veil for Advent. Like, and I know, okay, that's where you're kind of getting into the vanity of it all. But like, I mean, (laughs) if you're doing it for the right reasons, like why not enjoy it? It's like Andrew wants a tie for every liturgical season. Why not get a veil? (laughs) Got to make sure that your swatch, your color swatch matches his bow tie. Because I feel like he should get a bow tie. He would love that. I know. (laughs) Um, Andrew wants to dress like so well for church all the time. I feel we like can't Andrew afford wants to yet so well for him for to life in general. He does. He would want to go to the grocery store and like a tie. Like if we could go back in time to the fifties, <laughs> and he came home from work and his ah, I wonder if the microphone's gonna pick up that my neck just cracked <laughs> like that. I felt good though. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. I did. 
<laughs> I felt it. Um, like, I just feel like he would love coming home in his, like, very nice suit. And, like, you could be down in your, like, your pearls and your pretty dress. That doesn't sound like me at all. No, it doesn't. It, it would be for Andrew. <laughs> it wouldn't be for you. Um, but, but yeah, like, there really aren't a lot of hard and fast rules to, I guess, like, the colors yeah. in church right now. Like, since it's not part of the, like, the canon law behind, like, what you wear to mass, like, there are no... You could wear a white veil and be married, but, like, I guess just the traditional way of things. That just makes me think of, um, like, because you said the pearl thing. Um, like, I, I tend to lean away from a lot of the things that, like, are classically feminine. Like, not always. Like, I love makeup. I'm, you should see me now. I, um, it's 4th of July here. And I'm wearing, like, 4th of July, like, eyeshadow. Like, I love makeup and, and girly stuff sometimes, but, like, not, like, your classic, like, pearls. And But um, I think that we as a society are getting further away in some ways um, from femininity. Like, and we could do a whole episode on this. But, like, there are groups of women, like, Catholic women who are trying to like bring femininity back into daily life and like some of them only wear dresses because of it and I've been like thinking about that and I don't think I could do it at least not yet I, I will pray on it maybe I should do it but um but I have been trying to wear dresses just on Fridays like called feminine Friday and like seeing what it's like because like it doesn't feel like supernatural to me like I'm like a yoga pants and t-shirt kind of gal and um I don't know. Like, it does kind of make me feel, like, more together, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. We're going to we're gonna do an episode. Yeah, and I think that veiling in that sense, coming back to where we were, like, might make me feel more feminine and kind of help me with my role. Like, because, because growing up in a secular society where, like, women are equal to, yeah. but, but not, like, different from men. Like, we're, we're just the same. Yeah. Like, no difference. But although in really, uh, reality, there's, like, this huge call available to yeah, us. Yeah, like, we're equal in dignity. That, to embrace the difference. Yeah, we're equal in dignity, but different, fundamentally. So, like, I think veiling might help me to, like, get in that mind space. Because I'm not trying to be, like, who I want to be. I'm trying to be who God wants me to be. And, like, submitting myself to that might be helpful. Yeah. And, you know, eventually those two things might line up together. Oh, that's the goal. Which of course. hopefully will happen. Yeah. Um, I think that, that really covers all of it. Like yeah. the, the why, the what, the how. It veils it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you do have small children, um, I do I do recommend some sort of clamps if you're taking them with you. Yeah. Um, let us know if you decide to try this or if you have tried it. Like give us your tips, yeah. pro tips, please. We are brand I know, new. I know we have some like quality catholic veilers that follow us on instagram so we will uh we'll ask about it awesome well be praying for us we will pray for you and keep seeking truth